rescue op, save the dinosaurs from an island that's about to explode. What could go wrong? Welcome to Fallen Kingdom, a return of Jurassic World one minute at a time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And here we are back to discuss minute 44 of Fallen Kingdom. But before we get to that, David, heading back to JurassicPedia.com. Uh, another one of these uh, new animals in the franchise that I really wanted to see on screen. But did they do it correctly? <laughs> we're uh, we're going to talk about the Allosaur here for a little bit. Yeah, the Allosaurus here, going to flat out say I don't like it. I know that the species was based on... Gemratzeni, which was a new species described uh, right before the movie came out. And so it was kind of brand new, but also kind of jarring because Gemratzeni has this kind of more elongated face than we're used to from seeing an Allosaurus. And I'm going to say that not basing it on Fragilis is kind of a mistake because people are far more familiar with that one. And it's kind of more boxier head. Mm-hmm. I think the difference being that, like, the skull shape for the Fallen Kingdom Allosaurus is pretty good for Jim Edzeni, but um, Fragilis would be closer to the Kenner toy that were kind of that look that we're kind of more used to. And, like I said, I think they should have gone with that look just because it would have been a bit more classic. Mm. Yeah, and there's some photos here of the, uh, the animal we're going to see this minute and the uh, next minute in the stampede. At least here with the still frame, you can see there's a little bit of that red coloration on its horns, uh, being a male. Um, but it just the, the skin looks so, so lacking detail. Um, I'm, I'm glad it's and sort it of brought up. It also has to do with the motion blur too. Yeah, yeah. And all us, maybe it's because the, the volcano exploding has blotted out the sun and it's darker, but it just, yeah, <laughs> seems seems to lack any vibrant color. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, we'll get to that when we get to it in the in the minute ahead. And the another thing that bothers me about the design is just how thin it is. I mean, that's kind of something that's been a problem with the Jurassic uh, World designs in the in general. But that it's like it's missing its belly. The belly should kind of almost come down at least mid thigh, and it kind of barely it kind of barely comes down to the uh, top uh, one third. Yeah, I wonder if that comes back to again how much animals had to eat on the island. We know there's a lot of predators that are now out on the loose. We're going to get the Rex back in a minute. That's uh, definitely not as much skin and bone as she was in Jurassic World. But even then, and this is something I brought up with Rexy from Jurassic World, is the Allosaurus would have to be missing bone oh, okay. in his stomach to be actually that thin. Well, yeah, looking at the photo here, like the, the, the side of the belly is padded out. There's no ribs protruding enough, and this suggests it's not uh, not eating as well. And I know that the Hammond collection kind of, the figure kind of fixed some of the problems I had with the Baryonics. So I'm kind of hoping they do the same with the Allosaurus figure that come, that inevitably will come out. I'm kind of hoping that it does because <laughs> I passed up on the... Um, extreme battle damage the big one for the expectation that there will eventually be a, a hammond or yeah a hammond collection allosaurus 
Yeah. I know there's a mention here about the Battle of Big Rock stuff. I, from memory, I, I think that um, that design is different to what we see here, isn't it? It's obviously it a, is, a, yes. a bigger... Yeah, it's obviously it a bigger is. animal. Um, they made an animatronic for it as well, so we get that detail in it as well. Um, I'd have to... We'll have to wait until we get to Lockwood Lockwood Manor and the maybe maybe it's a juvenile, but the the allosaur we get in the cage there as well, just because it's stationary and not moving. Where much better the detail might be with it, but unfortunately, I've only seen that sequence probably once in the movies and once at home. I normally once we leave the island, I turn this movie off <laughs> and uh, go straight into Dominion. So yeah, uh, full up full right up here. Uh, we also get it on Minicorp Island as that as well. So. Uh, for all things Allosaurus and uh, all the other dinosaurs we get to see in the film and the franchise, head over to Jurassic-pedia.com. Come on, you're a better man than you think you are. You should write fortune cookies. All right, Dave, ready to get into minute 44? I am. All right, minute 44, Paul Kingdom opens with Dino Fight and ends with Allosaur wanting a drag race. <laughs> As we end minute 43, uh, we're getting our first carnivore v herbivore fight in a long time. As the two continue to fight, uh, the gyrosphere, it's knocked forward again, dislodging its open door, and with a hiss, it closes. Owen bangs on the door, apparently uh, full of fear because he can't get in with them, but uh, or is because he knows they can't get out. <laughs> um at this point, as the Kano gets uh, to its feet, uh, another uh, after another blow from the Cynoceratops, uh, the big herbivore turns and runs down the valley uh, away from the predator. So it gets to live for a few more minutes <laughs> anyway uh, as it gets away from I the will, Carnotaurus. I will say that I actually find it more believable that the Cynoceratops would stop and try to take down the Carnotaurus while it's in this kind of state. Herbivores are known to be kind of hyper-aggressive when it comes to the animals just, like, I'm sorry, carnivores being around. Like, horses are known to get very skittish and aggressive when they see a dog, for instance. Mm -hmm. And I know that water buffalo, like, they will go out of their way to kill baby lions before they think before they allow it to become a bigger lion and that's a threat to them yeah yeah so i could completely believe cynoceratops would go after a any carnivore it's seeing at the moment and just be like nope if i'm dying i'm taking you with me <laughs> <laughs> and up until this point too it's it's been the victor it's it's managed to win um most parries even with the carnotaur sort of having biting mm -hmm. its frill um it's still able to get it off. And as I said last minute, having four legs on the ground and that weight is a lot better than two legs uh, and your tiny mm. little arms. But uh, at the point, as it kind of gets to its feet, shaking its head, uh, once again focuses on Owen, now that big herbivores ran away. Uh, and he's standing there by a gyrosphere, and um, it sort of moves sideways, uh, seizing up Owen, getting ready to charge. And we mentioned... The smell last minute <laughs> how he didn't see it coming but uh just as all seems lost in comes rexy from nowhere uh doing the classic rexy moves biting down on the neck driving animal head first into the ground uh she puts a foot hind foot on the carno uh pinning it to the ground and then raises a massive head shaking it slightly before we get the camera pulled back and uh that trailer that trailer shot she bellows loudly as the uh the volcano explodes 
What do you think about Rexy coming in here? <laughs> I think it's funny that um, there's a lot of people like, did the T-Rex kill the Carnotaurus or did it live? Like, um, if the t- if the bite didn't to the neck didn't do it, standing on it definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're talking a nine-ton animal ste- uh, stepping on another animal. It's squished. <laughs> Ribs are broken, internal bleeding. It's dead. <laughs> yep, yep. And just to insult, add insult to injury. Even if it somehow managed to survive those, it is then dead when the volcano erupts. <laughs> but yeah, I think Lex, Rexy looks good here. She looks even better in Dominion because, like you said, um, she has a bit more color in there. Mm-hmm. But looking here, the um, just at the design, the belly's more full. She looks meatier. She looks healthier as an yeah. animal. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, I think it's just the um, sort of like the lens, the, the the color palette they're using here, that sort of gives that dark, again like that dark colorless gray brown color. Because um, mm-hmm. you, you you're sort of you, you you're missing a lot of the vibrant, especially with the jungle around her or the, the, the green. There's no green. This is only sort of really darker colors, and then the, the bright reds as this volcano blows and the lava. Well, it could also be from her environment. She's just super stressed right now because of this eruption. And so animals, we've talked about this before, they can kind of sense these things. So she's been stressed for a while now, and that's probably how, uh, uh, look affected her appearance in Dominion, she's been living high on the hog, just kind of chomping down on movie theaters. <laughs> so she's she's feeling sure. I'm sorry, she's looking better. The colors kind of return to her face and all that. Yeah, yeah. And even what we mentioned in Jurassic in uh, Jurassic World, like more so when she comes out in that helipad at the end of the film, like you can see she's an emaciated grandma T Rex, just <laughs> her hip bones sticking out, uh, the rib cage showing. She's um there. She was a cage animal getting fed goats, whatever. Uh, however frequent that was, whether it was daily, a couple of times a day. Here, she's been able to get onto some bigger animals um, mm-hmm. and get get that food supply back into her, and uh, looks a lot more capable anyway as a hunter. But um, she bellows. It's a shame here that they uh, they cut out the the background sound of this volcano exploding just so we can hear the roar and that uh, mm-hmm. triumphant score. But uh, of course, it is that shockwave from the volcano erupting that uh, sort of mess, oh, it doesn't mess with the head. It sort of um, forces it to wander, lumber off away from uh, away from Owen, seemingly forgetting that it just pinned the Carnotaurus to the ground and uh, mm-hmm. it had Owen there as well. But it um, it uh, lumbers off screen and uh, as she goes, she brushes the gyrosphere, causing it to roll forward again. And uh, Alan watches it slowly roll away before looking back towards the volcano. And uh, all of a sudden, here come another stampede of animals that hadn't left the area earlier. We we commented why these animals earlier up on the side of this volcano and they hadn't left the area. Well, here comes another lot. We've got to have another stampede. <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised, too, if they're just reusing the CG assets here from the earlier uh, stampede, but just from a different viewpoint and adding gyrosphere to it. <laughs> Uh, Owen turns and runs as the stegosaur passes him on one side and uh, lava bomb impacts the ground a few feet behind him. Again, we mentioned last minute about some of the size of these things. 
they could be 20 feet in diameter, um, injected thousands of feet into the air before falling to the earth. So to have to have them just plopping on the ground beside these actors, not causing any issues or sound, sound cracking the sound barrier and that sort of stuff is uh, is hard to watch. But as it runs down the valley after the gyrosphere, we can see the uh, pyroclastic cloud rushing down the face of the volcano. Um, and we're going to see more of that next minute. And I'm sure we're going to talk about Dante's Peak again. <laughs> Air quotes pyroclastic. Because they've kind of they kind of um, tried to claim it that it's a rubble cloud from the face of the volcano um, collapsing. So that cloud would have rubble in it. Oh, I suppose not. The dust and particulates, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, um, we'll have a look at that next minute. <laughs> Um, but as this one comes to an end, we get uh, many dinosaurs running down Drysview Valley for their lives, um, including another new animal, the Allosaurus, we've talked about before. Um, unfortunately, as we've said, we've talked a bit about the duller colour here. Um, it's about to be hit on the head by a lava bomb next minute. Um, it, it, if it wasn't so tragic, it would be kind of comedic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I mean, you know it hurts, but at the same time, like, I mean, they they could have done that in a very, very comedic way, and it, it had to be done just right so it didn't come across. So, you know. Well, I'm surprised they didn't double down and show at least one other animal, maybe a trike or a, a patasaur or something getting hit and going down as well. Um, I think maybe because they know what they're going to do <laughs> at the end of this sequence back at the, the dock, and they don't want to... Uh, get the emotions up too far not too much just yet but um yeah anyway we'll go into it next minute <laughs> uh looking at novel comparisons briefly as the carno stands uh to attack we get the massive head snatch um the carnotaurus in its jaws uh snapping its neck and dropping the dead carcass to the ground like a rag doll so it's a lot more brutal in the in the novel <laughs> than what we see <laughs> um, and you kind of imagine it just hitting the ground and it just kind of hits floppy and the head gives a kind of like a tiny little bounce mm. it lets you know that it's definitely been it's definitely been killed <laughs> yep yep uh the runaway gyrosphere was getting faster and faster and was now passing some of the herbivores that had stampeded past them earlier so um it's not like the film here we've got a new a new stampede it's actually the gyrosphere catching up to the animals that stampeded past that log earlier um which makes a little bit more sense in one form but again in the novel we don't have a whole valley to go down. It's only a few hundred feet. We're here. It seems to be miles from from where they are to the uh, to the water's edge. And uh, Owen does it all in a brisk jog, <laughs> channeling his best Ethan Hunt. Um, and it's a lot quicker in the novel. Claire looks back to see Owen disappear in the ash, and then they uh, straight over the cliff. So this this whole scene's condensed a lot more in the novel, which uh, which I think works just as well. But, David, that is minute 44. I did actually go ahead. I think it's minute 51 where we actually, Arcadia, sailing off the island. So we've got uh, we've got a few minutes left on Nublar as uh, this lava continues to cause issues and uh, our team has to find a way off the island. But um, mm -hmm. we're going to discuss that in the coming weeks. How about we get out of here and we'll return next week with another minute. All right. Sounds good.